Sweet. Let me just check my levels. Two, two, one, two. Test, 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 test. Podcasting. Podcasting. Okay, we're good. What's that? What kind of beer? Oh, that's oh beer. Nice. Uh, I am sorry I was late. No problem. I just completed my first yoga class. Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> Did you do on your own or with Kate or... Uh, no, I went with my good Swedish friend, Marcus, listener of the show. Hi, Marcus. Two two boys went podcasting. Two boys. No, went two. yoga-ing, which is a, a runoff, I think, from podcasting. Mm-hmm. They go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we went po- We went uh, platonic yoga-ing together. Um, we did all of the moves. I did the downward facing dog. I did the uncoordinated Irishman who falls over. Mm-hmm. I nailed that one. I did the... Um, careless baker i did the drunken pikachu <laughs> i did guess which ones are made up and which ones are real uh the careless pikachu i hope is real but it's probably not <clears throat> it's the careless ba- uh, baker and the drunken pikachu oh shit i combined them you together <laughs> careless pikachu is just dangerous mm-hmm. so Thanks to Peter and the success for last episode, I think we now have quite a few new listeners. So Steve, I think now is our chance to show them that we're competent enough to do a, a halfway decent episode on our own without Peter's help. Oh no, um, that was a terrible I idea. You know, right? We should have just quit while we were ahead. Yeah. <laughs> you, you only get like one shot at a second impression, as the old saying goes. Sure. Uh, so... <laughs> Was, was that one? Of, was that one of the yoga moves? That, second, <laughs> second impression. Second impression. Yeah, that's because it's because I fell over. <laughs> like, it's like take two. Uh, so Steve, as soon as I finish stalling with like this really long and necessary intro, I want you to say something that's insightful, political, and hilarious, just to prove that we've got this shit down without Peter. All right. Okay. Go. What about them fat cats in Washington? Sorry, I feel like I'm going to need this beer. Um, So this is a news episode, Steve. This is a what I'm happening. We haven't had one of these in quite a while. The ticker tail has been fucking... Tickering all afternoon with the crazy news coming in from around the world, and you're coming here listening to a podcast days, if not weeks, after it happened. (laughs) From two guys who don't really know much about what's going on in the outside world, but are going to try their best to talk about it. Boop. Is that, a new, is that what a news ticker sounds like? I don't think so. I don't, what's sound, a news ticker anyway? You sound like Betty Boop. You know the old black and white cartoon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I often get that comparison. Yeah. It's these hips. <laughs> so, uh, what, what's been happening? What, what's been going on, Steve? All right, well, let's start with the United States, because as usual, they're putting themselves up as being one of the most interesting places in the world politically. Uh, did you see mm-hmm. that this weekend there's like full on wars against Nazis? I saw. Yeah, there was uh, that accident where someone drove into the um, protests that were happening. No, that, it wasn't an accident. Rally. It wasn't an accident. No, no, that was someone. Did used... I say accident? Sorry, yeah. did I say accident? <laughs> yeah. Oh you shit! Did. <laughs> no, sorry. Very much intentional. Oh, Richie, let's not have this. Uh, we don't need to give um, them any defense. <laughs> let's just call them as <laughs> Nazi murderer. 
that's what that was. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. No, some dude from Ohio drove a car into the protesters, and I think he injured like nineteen people and killed one girl. Jesus and, uh, Christ. He was arrested at the scene, and that was just like this is only kind of happening. I think that happened maybe yesterday evening, and the news is just breaking this morning. But they were talking to his mom, and his mom was like, "But I thought he was just going to some Trump thing." Um, and sure, Trump Trump isn't a isn't a white nationalist. Uh, he, hmm. he he has a black friend. Uh, and then everyone was just like, aren't friends. No, no, he she meant this her, her son, the murderer. Oh right, sorry, I like Trump. <laughs> Trump doesn't have any black friends. <laughs> um, fuck yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, no, and they caught the, they caught the, they caught the guy. Well, I mean, like it happened all in the open. I mean, the the crash with the the attack was completely filmed, and they just grabbed the guy. As far as I can tell, they just grabbed the guy out of the car and arrested him on the spot. Christ, like it wasn't it wasn't meant to be. I don't think he intended to get away. No, but yeah, that's just like the the high the high low point of what's been going on in Charlottesville, Virginia. Um, mm-hmm. so they 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 want the town wants to remove a statue of Robert E. Lee, the uh, Confederate general from because mm-hmm. it's part of this wave that's been going on in different southern states because like for decades the southern states have been building these statues like i, I guess they did it like like from the start of the 20th century up until the civil rights era mm-hmm. they built a fuck ton of these commemorations to the confederate side and like you know the south will rise again and they don't they didn't really see anything wrong with waving confederate flags but people have started to point out that maybe that's not such a good idea when it represents something that quite a lot of americans uh wouldn't really agree with and they're mm-hmm. they're looking to scale back all these different uh, monuments, commemorations, and flag wavings, and the Nazis um, consider it. Uh, how would you even try and? Uh, I'm not even going to. Yeah, they just they 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 want to try and fight against it because obviously it takes away from their power because they are white supremacists and they don't want to. They don't want to give it up, so they turned up and they're trying to protest the statue coming down, and then people counter protested, and now there's actual fights and beatings and. Like some of these guys, these Nazis, they they're walking around and they are just Nazis. There's nothing else you can call yeah. them, and they call themselves Nazis yeah. too. Yeah, there's no pre- there's no veneer of pretense to any of this. I saw no. some of the pictures from it at the rally, and the t-shirts that they're wearing are basically just quotes attributed to Hitler. Yeah, and they're not like the the you know those fake inspirational quotes you see going around where oh did Taylor Swift say this or no it's actually Hitler who said this. It's not like this vague <laughs> inspirational shit. It's actually just a straight up. Um, Wait. There are, there are vague inspirational quotes that can be attributed to Hitler or Taylor Swift. We're not sure. There's Yeah, there's these things like people will take a Hitler quote and put it over a picture of someone else. And it's just vague stuff that he said that when you put it over the picture of someone else, it could actually... Oh, it, you, know, you know, because that's like a, a rampant problem on yeah, the yeah, internet yeah, is yeah, people yeah. posting like fakely attributed quotes. Yeah. Um, well, it was a thing a while back to do that with like Hitler quotes and put them on top of like pop stars and stuff. <laughs> I'm not going to link that in the show notes. That's not something I want to drive traffic to. <laughs> yeah, no, they're not doing that. They're basically just out and out. They have Hitler with the Hitler quotes. Yeah. Yeah. And Directly it's, sourced. It's pretty bad. And uh, Trump did his classic Trump thing where he's got absolutely no problem condemning a supermarket that stops selling his daughter's uh, footwear. Mm. But when it comes to tweeting about what's going on in his own nation, he turned around and said, oh, there are a lot of bad people on both sides or something to that effect. Which is just like, there's, yeah. I mean, fuck's sakes, man, pick a side. Yeah, preferably the side without the Nazis on it. Yeah, exactly. Well, otherwise you are on the side with the Nazis. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty binary thing, isn't it? Yeah. Usually when we talk, like uh, like when we have things that we talk about in regards to politics, there's all this nuance and grey area to it. That, that's what makes it so complicated. But this is a pretty cut and dry thing. 
Well, here's the problem, though. That's, that just proves, like, what this... A lot... You know, quite a lot of this guy's base is those fucking Nazis. They are the guys that drove that drove him into the position that he is. I mean, granted, I'm not trying to say that everyone that voted for Trump is a Nazi. Obviously not. Yeah, of course. Because, of course. you know, nearly half the nation did vote for him. But at the same time... Yes. He, there is a reason why he's not out and out condemning these people because he will end up alienating a lot of the guys that did help him get to where he is and he knows that he, he doesn't mm. want to do that. Jesus Christ. What else? What else is going on in America? Uh, not much else because um, they still can't really get a proper government together because of the fellow who's in charge and the guys who are in charge in Congress. So even though the Republicans have the presidential, the presidency, they have the Senate, they have the Congress and I mean, Richie, I'm sure by now you should know that that's like pretty most important things that they have mm-hmm. oh they also have the supreme court so they have they have it all mm-hmm. but they still can't seem to manage to get a single policy or or governmental program through mm. they can't even get rid of policies or governmental programs which is one thing that the republicans like to do as well because mm. they tried to get rid of obamacare and they completely fumbled it it just it, couldn't do it couldn't do it couldn't get enough votes from their own people christ and uh yeah so the only thing they really talk about is that they're desperately trying to get anything through. I think they're going to move on to taxes next, mm. but it's being racked by infighting both within the uh, Republican uh, Senate and Congress. And then also Trump is turning around and blaming everyone but himself for these problems. Mm. So he started attacking uh, a Senate leader, Mitch McConnell, recently in tweets. And he oh, he just attacks every, anyone and everybody whenever he feels like it. Mm-hmm. So everyone but himself. Everyone but himself. Uh, should we take a second to talk about the fact that there's like a rotating amount of people in the press secretary position? That it, it's almost like it's a work experience position in the White House. <laughs> yeah, I mean, most internships last longer than what Sean Spicer had. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, he crazy. Made, he made it up to pretty much exactly six months, I think, mm-hmm. and uh, he quit because. Trump hired in a new guy as the director of communications. So he wasn't actually the press secretary, this Scaramucci guy, oh, the Mooch. Mooch. He hired him in to uh, basically oversee what Spicer was doing. And Spicer totally disagreed with it and basically uh, handed in his resignation. And then mm. I think within eight days, maybe 11 days, uh, the Mooch was gone too because he spent his uh, short time in office uh, claiming that his uh, chief of staff was... Uh, uh, an inside, what would you say, activist against the Trump regime was leaking all the time. And then he also claimed that Steve Bannon, one of Trump's uh, advisors, was uh, a self-filator, to put it um, P- in a PG way. What? Did you not hear about that? No. Yeah, he said Steve Bannon sucks his own dick. Wow, he must also go to yoga. <laughs> I don't know, looking that's, at what that is. That's no. the advanced class. I went to the beginner. We didn't We didn't cover that yet. <laughs> that's why you guys are going, I see. Mm, mm. <laughs> oh, man. They call, they call, Steve, they call that the nasty namaste. <laughs> oh, Richie, that's an image no one wants to have in their mind. <laughs> yeah, uh, welcome to the show, new listeners. This is what you can expect. <laughs> Rate and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> Retweet <laughs> Please don't report us To our mammies Yeah <laughs> oh, Mammy Nolan so, Sorry Mammy Nolan Yeah So the Mooch uh, Said those things To reporters Not re- Like I think When he said those two Particular things He rang up a New York New Yorker reporter Off He thought was off the record But like he was talking To a reporter So mm. they immediately Turned around And put it into an article <laughs> And then he started Phoning in call-in shows And uh, like saying Other ridiculous things And mm. While this was happening, um, what was his name? Rince, made up first name, Rince or Rance Priebus, 
Uh, he was is it, oh shit I'm actually completely anyway the uh, chief of staff who was in place since um, Trump took office he was like a, a like a Republican Party stalwart he'd been around for quite a few years in the background and then this was his chance to get a bit of real power he ended up quitting as well and uh, oh. Trump hired uh, Kelly who was the leader of he was the head of the Department for Homeland Security he was a former general he hired him as the new chief of staff to try and get some discipline on this Christ. Of course, not realizing that the whole problem with the Trump administration isn't the discipline, isn't necessarily the ill discipline of their people as well as the ill discipline of the fucking president. So we'll, yeah. see, we'll see how that <laughs> the goes. The issue with the Trump administration is the Trump part of the Trump administration. <laughs> yeah. So, well, anyway, Kelly's first thing was to say that uh, if you're taking me on, you have to get rid of this mooch guy. He's just a fucking nut, nut job. So Trump quickly mm-hmm. uh, got him to resign. So the guy burned quickly and burned brightly and then disappeared. And well, I'll remember how wonderful it was to have that guy in power for a little time. And then, a little, little time. Very little. Since then, quite a few other things have been happening. So we're not really sure if there have been other internal um, fights within the White House, because luckily Trump has been fighting with people outside the White House. Physically? <laughs> like, well, he's been literally outside the, the building of the White House, <laughs> just getting punch-ups. Just getting the punch-ups, yeah. If only, because then you know everyone, yeah. anyone could have a chance. Oh, did you see the mm-hmm. um, the giant inflatable chicken that someone left outside his office last week? No, some artist I think he was from Colorado um, got permission off the council, like the park council in Washington, mm-hmm. to blow up a massive chicken, cartoon like chicken, with a Trump haircut, and just had it sitting outside the White House lawn, like right beside the White House. Brilliant, brilliant. It was. Yeah, I'll put um, that in the show notes. Yeah. yeah. So, and that was actually going on while Donald Trump was threatening North Korea with uh, fury and fire. That's cr- that whole fire and fury thing. That's crazy. Was it fire and fury? Like was that the correct uh, nomenclature? <clears throat> yes, fire and fury, and frankly, power is what he said. Because um, it sounds like something more from a movie trailer than it does from like an actual official quote from a president. Yeah, I mean, don't you agree? Yeah, well, like the some there have been some great speeches made by American presidents at times of war. Like we have nothing to fear, but fear mm-hmm. itself was a pretty good one from Roosevelt back in uh, mm-hmm. World War Two and all that. Although I don't like to think he was talking about that anyway. And like loads of other good, good things. But yeah, no, you're not actually, they're meant to be boring, like turn of the mill kind of things. And then our forces are going to operate in these different things. You're not meant to just turn around and say that shit, especially when you're not actually at war, when you're trying to like bring people to peace talk tables. Right. Yeah. It's pretty Steve. fucked up. Steve. Hop on Facebook Messenger there for a second, will you? Uh, okay. I'm going to drop in something here, and I'm going to play it on the podcast at the same time that you're listening to it. I'm going to fit in the edit. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> in a world where the president won't chill out for like a fucking second. North Korea best not make any more threats to the United States. And apocalyptic words have thrown around like it's a Michael Bay film. They will be met with fire and fury like the world has never seen. From the people that brought you The Apprentice and the 2016 presidential election. He has been very threatened beyond a normal state. And as I said, they will be met with fire, fury, and frankly power the likes of which this world has never seen before. Donald Trump is frankly power in fire and fury. Coming to a cable news network near you. (laughs) 
Oh, God. <laughs> so a big uh, thank you to Jared Carney for lending the, his vocal talents to that. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, is that I don't think Trump would actually be disappointed about something like that at all. No? No, that's precisely the kind of thing that he has going in his head when he's saying this fucking shit. He, he wouldn't be able to parse out the irony from it? Oh, absolutely not. No, he'd be delighted. Like, most of his actual official videos look like that or sound like that. Oh, uh, man, that was that was terrifying and hilarious. I also made a movie poster to go along with it. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> I just sent it to you. Yeah. <laughs> Frank Lee Power. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like that they will be met by fire, fury, and frankly, power. <laughs> so you mean like Trump is actually threatening to send himself in Trump there as well? Is fr- yes, they will be met by him playing frankly, power. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, Jer and I uh, whipped that together just, I think, yesterday and the day before. And because it's funny, we figured we could use it like in the show and it'll be the episode artwork and all that kind of stuff we'll put up on the social channels. But... It's funny, but it's also terrifying how easily I was able to make that. Yeah, no, I mean, that's just... All we had to do was add music to it and some funny uh, one-liner joke things from Jer in his deep voice. And that was it. Like, we didn't have to mess around with context. We didn't have to chop and change stuff that he says or, like, splice together bits and pieces from different speeches to make it into something more extreme. It's all there. And the, um, if anything... This is less terrifying than the actual video footage that came out of the White House. Yeah. Because this has that veneer of humor to it. And what he says, sitting there with his arms folded, is legitimately terrifying. People were um, trying to speculate. Like when, when, when he said that, people were taken aback because it's not the kind of thing you expect a president to say at times of crisis. Um, mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, that must be, that sounds exactly like it's Steve Bannon. His kind of, he's into all that fucking end of the world kind of rhetoric. Um, but it turned out it wasn't. Um, Trump just said it, of course, because that's how he fucking rolls. He doesn't think about mm-hmm. these things. He doesn't put any like strategic thought into his actions. Clearly. It's just a fact he said, uh, fire and fury, the likes of which this world has never seen. This world has seen two world wars. So like, is, are you promising something that's bigger than both world wars? Well, that's the thing is that the next time this happens, it'll be the third world war. And yeah, <laughs> it will be the likes yeah. of which the world hasn't seen. I, I seen a great tweet during the week. It was... Uh, it's a joke, a three-line joke. Millennial, your generation got houses and jobs. The baby boomer says, oh yeah, but we had to live with the constant fear of nuclear winter. The millennial responds, hold my avocado. <laughs> <laughs> so it's yeah, great. I mean, this this fucking Cold War shit was supposed to be gone. It's supposed to be like the mm. age of peace and, and prosperity. But no, here we have a guy, th- again, threatening another country with nuclear weapons that he's going to hit them with nuclear weapons. Yeah. Terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Yeah, I don't, I like, I mean... Um, we, the North Korea episode was pretty recent, so we did kind of, we covered the history of North Korea, how they got into the position that they're in and what kind of power that they have. Mm-hmm. And I think we talked about how they, at the time, on around the 4th of July, they had proven that they could launch an intercontinental ballistic missile, which is what you need to send a nuclear bomb to a different continent. Yeah. Um, but we were saying then that they didn't, people thought that they didn't have the ability to stick a nuclear warhead onto them because that's even more complicated. Mm-hmm. But now, and it would take a couple of years for them to get to that point. But analysts are saying now that they think they actually do have the ability to stick a nuke onto it that could hit the United States. So, Lord God, yeah. But at least we got a funny little a funny little trailer thing out of it, though. <laughs> yeah, well, sure. Look, all you can do is laugh. <laughs> <laughs> 
swings and roundabouts. Yeah, um, well, let's keep let's just keep on Trump because he seems to be, we're on a roll. Um, did you see the Congress actually? Sorry, they did manage to get one thing through. They um, because it's uh, it's it's bipartisan that both the Republicans want to seem like they they're not friends with Russia unless, apart from their president, and the Democrats are happy to give one stick one into Russia after what they did during the campaign. Mm-hmm. So they got together and they approved stronger sanctions on Russia, like economic sanctions. Mm-hmm. And um, Russia responded by banning the right uh, the rights of about five hundred um, U.S. employees in different departments over in Russia from working. So really, yeah. So basically, like they, these people didn't work; they worked for the United States, but they're not all necessarily United States employees. Quite a few of them will be like Russians working for the United States embassies and consulates in Russia. So. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there was some sort of like international agreement that allowed these these foreign citizens to work for a different country. It's probably like standard enough. But Russia, as a as a as a retaliation, banned them from working for the United States, and that means the United States is like five hundred people down in its workforce over there. So, like, it's right. It's kind of like a tit for tat kind of thing. It wasn't that damaging, but it's not it's not so great if you're trying to run your your departments over in Russia. Mm-hmm. But Trump's response was to say thanks, Putin, for making the payroll cheaper. What? He actually said that, yeah. What? Yeah. Jesus, tell that to the people. <laughs> well, not just that, but like, Jesus you're meant to be representing, you know, the United States and a foreign national, uh, uh, like a foreign nation just made what is an aggressive action against your country and your response is to say thanks. Ugh, like, Jesus. Cheers for the money. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's Fucking just typical. Hell. By the way, can we call this episode the Song of Fire and Fury? What, um, the Song of Fire and Fury? Song of Fire and Fury, parentheses, what I'm happening. Okay. You're, Is that okay? Sure. You're in control of all that, Richie, so you go ahead. Yeah, fuck you. I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> Only if you actually, uh, after we record, write and record the song of Fire and Fury and put that at the end. Oh, God, no. There's already put, I sank way too much time into the <laughs> fucking trailer and poster. Jesus. So what What else? Is there any, are we still on America? Is there any, uh, other stuff we want to chat well, about? Well, no, like we've, we've covered America to death. Um, yeah, so hopefully World War Three doesn't break out. Hopefully the Nazis um, don't yeah. k- keep killing people. Fingers crossed. Uh, hopefully they manage to sort their failing healthcare system and, you know, Good luck over there, guys. Oh, did I tell you I'm going back there this week? Oh, you are? Yeah, yeah. I'm going over on Tuesday. I have to fly over for a week. Uh, for work? Mm-hmm. I'll, uh, I'll sort it while I'm there. Yeah, please do. It all fell to crap after you left, Richard. Oh, it was falling to crap while I was there. <laughs> like, it, it started falling to shit, like, when I basically landed in America. That's when it started to slow decline. Oh, uh, okay. Like I said, I left that country in a far worse condition than I found it. <laughs> Well, hopefully when you go back, um, that isn't like a catalyst for a second downfall, like an even steeper decline. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, hopefully not. Hopefully not. So let, let's get away from America. What, what else is going on? Okay. Getting closer to home? Uh, closer to home. No, let's 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 stay on the continent of the Americas, but down on the south side. Um, sure. There's another there's another country that's uh, fucking itself up and but falling apart quicker, I think what you'd say is uh, Venezuela. Mm-hmm. We haven't actually talked about it at all, but it's been pretty prominent in the news so Venezuela, um, do you know much about its background and what's been going on there the last couple of decades? Not at all. Not at all. Okay, you haven't heard about um, Chavez, the guy, the socialist leader yes. who was in charge there for a while, yeah? Yes. But he died. Yeah, yeah, not He died a while ago. Um, I can't remember exactly when, maybe, uh, I'd say maybe five years ago. And the guy that took over from him hasn't been doing so well because Chavez was a socialist um, and he was pumping a lot of money into... Uh, programs to help uh, the poor people of Venezuela kind of lift themselves up in terms of getting out of poverty and get more better education and healthcare and stuff. Mm-hmm. But he was using the money from the oil bo- oil price boom, which was going on at the time, because like 95% of Venezuela's um, like exports comes from oil. 
and mm-hmm. at kind of like coinciding with him passing away and the new guy taking over, the price in Venezuela has of oil has completely collapsed, not just in Venezuela, but the whole world. So Venezuela is kind of suffer, suffering quite badly economically. And mm-hmm. there's always been pretty um, strong opposition to this. Um, so whereas you had Chavez leading his Chavistas, I think they're called, on the left wing, the, the opposition. Chavs, they're just called Chavs. <laughs> uh, to some people probably, but yeah, no. Um, the, that's sorry, it's probably extremely disrespectful. It is, yeah, both for like, that's not a nice word to call people. in, in the, For in, everyone. For everyone, yeah. <laughs> Take it back. Uh, you can do that. You have the power of that. <laughs> no, I'll leave it in. Okay. So this, the new president, uh, Nicolas Maduro, he um, has been trying to keep as much of the uh, program going as he can, but it's really, really tough because the money has been like disappearing. Mm-hmm. And the opposition have been try- taking every attempt that they can to try and get back power. Basically, they've won the, they, they control the Congress and they're using those powers, the, the powers of Congress to stop a lot of the things that he's trying to do. So he's trying his best to, to make a couple of changes to his power to try and to try and bring some programs but then he is also trying to bypass a lot of like the constitutional things that are in place and trying to get more power because he sees that as the only way to get around this opposition but the problem with doing mm-hmm. that is that it is kind of a little bit um it's a bit dangerous when you're doing when you're doing that as a president and you're trying to give yourself more power it's a li- it's always a little bit suspicious so of course he the, his latest move has been to create a new like constituent assembly he's calling it which is going to rewrite the constitution and he got mm. his supreme court like to, completely yeah completely rewrite it from scratch and he's turned wow. he's turned around and got his um his supreme court to say that that's the number one institution of political power now in the land mm. like I mean this the thing about Venezuela is that normally people in the West and like in, in the UK, Ireland and America, when they're talking about it, they tend to pick the side that they lean with politically. So left-wingers will back the, the Chavistas and the people who um, would not be as pro-socialist would back the right-wingers saying that they're totally, they're just populist power seekers and they don't actually want to help anybody. So it's kind of hard to talk about it without stepping on someone's toes and annoying them. But sure. basically what's happening is that the president is trying to grab a lot more power for good reasons, he says, to help poor people. But at the same time, he is trying to grab power. Right. And the people who want him to stop grabbing power, who are generally the rich people in the country, they're um, trying to stop him as much as they can by causing chaos. So like since April, about 120 people have died in different violent demonstrations around the country. And it just it keeps on collapsing more and more into chaos around the place and um, so it's not looking very good for that place at the moment so wait sorry the 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 people who are interested in stopping the president they are fueling these these like instances of chaos you're saying like they're causing riots or they're causing like how are they doing this um well it's demonstrations against the government and then the government forces are the ones coming in and breaking them up and that's that's probably where the the violence is happening so i mean mm. the government would say that it's the protesters fault for making it violent but then the protesters are probably going to counter that by saying that they're responding too violently so right it's like i, I don't know enough about it to definitely take a side um right okay of course but I, I can just tell that by by looking at it more and more it's getting closer and closer to what you could call like on the verge of it becoming a failed state when the government like almost doesn't it, it doesn't start to operate like you would say a normal country would and it becomes almost more like different warlords trying to gather power and, f- and fight against each other right so hopefully they manage to sort their problems before that actually happens because if that does happen um america generally tends to get involved when those kind of things happen in in the uh, the american hemisphere and trump mm-hmm. trump has already turned around and said that um 
he wouldn't rule out using military action to I don't actually sure to do what <laughs> but he just said it <laughs> just, yeah. to, just to use it just to Steve. use it yeah I mean he's, he's just desperate he want, I mean it's right there he wants to launch this furry fire at whoever he can the furry fire f- furry fire and that's what it was wasn't it fury ah fury fire not furry <laughs> I don't even know what furry fire is <laughs> that could be your next poster that's the that's, sequel oh god frankly power oh in furry fire <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's things might just get hairy. <laughs> that's the porn parody. <laughs> that's the porn parody of your parody. Wow, you're already going that way. Great, I like it. That's why this podcast works. Um, closer to home, Ireland. Uh, the mm-hmm. government has gone into its uh, nice summer vacation, which probably lasts for I don't know half Woo! a year. They probably don't have to go back Woo! to work until like December or so. So summer. Woo! People people call this the silly season because the news goes from one hour, like the six o'clock news goes from one hour to 30 minutes. Um, the journalists tend to go on holidays as well because they're, they're the, they don't have as many politicians to follow. So mm-hmm. they kind of try to talk about anything that's lying around on the ground. They can just like pick up and go, oh, look, we, we still have to fill up our news slots with this crap. So that's what they call it, the silly season. Yeah. Um, and so what kind of stuff can you expect during the silly season this year? Actually, what kind of stuff have you seen? It's been pretty. It's just, there's been still a couple of like uh, bust ups, um, from what I can tell. I mean, I don't silly bust ups. No, unfortunately silly, not. Not Ev- silly in nature. Everything is too serious these days. Fuck. I uh, know. No, the bust ups that's been going on has been the Catholic Church wants to get involved in stopping people using embryos, like using embryos to d- design children in the future or something like that. I, I wasn't really listening very well. And then, <laughs> and, then, and then the next day they had a scientist on who's like, no, 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 it's cool because you could like, you know, stop genetic diseases and stuff, which sounds reasonable. And then they had other mm-hmm. people on talking about other stuff. And I don't know. It's the silly season. I, I don't pay attention. I don't, I don't pay attention right. to the serious season either in Ireland. <laughs> well, as long as there's not Nazis outside marching in the streets, um, I'm pretty happy. Um, silly season is also SS. <laughs> That's so oh God. <laughs> it's all connected. <laughs> <laughs> you broke the conspiracy <laughs> Yeah That's pretty much it I can't think of anything else going on So stuff on. is slow at home You're saying Yeah like, I mean We still have We still have the, the normal looming problems Where it's nearly impossible To find somewhere decent to live If you don't have A massively high income mm-hmm. um, Most places outside of Dublin Aren't doing too well Economically mm-hmm. Still um, We still have a massive amount Of public debt That we're struggling to pay off The health service is still In a jogger cool, And people cool, are dying cool. Um, mm-hmm, They cool. still mm-hmm. aren't allowed To have abortions So we're pretending Mm-hmm. That we're just sending off 4,000 women every year to do it in England instead uh, yeah you know the usual the usual silly Isn't season stuff sounds so silly Steve when you sent me the sh- the, the, the uh, show the episode outline prior to recording and you had then silly season I was so excited <laughs> about the idea of a bunch of silly things <laughs> yeah, but not this horse shit <laughs> the silly, the silly things is, is how sillyly badly this country is being run. But then again, so is everyone else. I've, been, so what, I've what brought more silly shit to the table with the fucking trailer. <laughs> and you literally say you're going to talk about silly shit. And it's the most depressing stuff. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's just it. That's 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 all that's going that, I, I can't think of anything else that was on the silly things because that would involve actually having to listen to these these TV programs and radio shows where they're actually trying their best to talk about nothing for four hours. 
I'd rather, yeah, that sounds like fucking hell. <laughs> I'd rather just go watch some TV. Yeah, good stuff. Well, and we could deal with we can we can talk about what we've been watching at the end of the show. Yeah. Um, well, there's only one more thing I used to kind of cover at the moment. Um, unless you have something to bring to the table that you you were holding in your back pocket. Uh, no, I've all of my effort has gone into making that trailer <laughs> this week. I have <laughs> I'm dry. I have nothing else. Yeah. So the only bit of news that I also have to cover then, if you've got nothing else, is Brexit. And the thing to report about Brexit is that there isn't actually that much new to report. Um, that's a cop out Steve <laughs> it is it is but this is like I tried my best actually to do quite a lot of reading about this at the weekend but mostly um, people are distracted by North Korea for I don't know obvious reasons um, mm-hmm. but the, the thing that's going on with Brexit is that most of the stuff that's happening is happening between massive government officials in Brussels at secret tables um, so they're not allowed to talk about it so we're not really sure mm. what's going on and a lot of like the uh, the rhetoric between the two sides seems to have been gotten out of the way and they're actually going down and talking about things now so they don't want to be pissing each other off when they have to look at each other every day. So Right, they're just trying to be productive. Yeah, well, I mean, we've no idea if, if the talks that are actually going on are productive or not, but I guess the news media obviously still has to fill up its slots and they're doing talking. So I've noticed that a lot of the British media is actually turning around to talk about how this is practically going to work, this whole Brexit thing, because God forbid they would have talked about that before the fucking vote. So <laughs> uh, I've noticed that they, they've realised that, oh no, there is going to be a land border that we're going to have to discuss that runs between the Republic of Ireland and Northern Ireland. Oh yeah, that little thing. Yeah, so... Um, that little thing. There was a couple of fights about that. Uh, the Irish uh, Taoiseach... The overacker who talked about him before, he kind mm-hmm. of he, he kind of had like a little hissy fit and said that he was tired of the Irish being expected to be the ones to actually put forward ideas to de- how to deal with Brexit because it's a British problem. When they come up mm-hmm. with a solution on what to do with the border, they can tell us and then we'll tell them if it's a good idea or not. He kind of said something to that mm-hmm. effect. And that was also sure. while his minister for foreign affairs, Simon Coveney, suggested that perhaps the border between the EU and the UK could be put in the in the Irish Sea between Northern Ireland and the, the rest of, of Great Britain. And that way you would get away with having to close the border between North and South. But then right. the, the Unionists in Northern Ireland, they turned around and said that was ridiculous because obviously that goes against everything that they believe in saying that Northern Ireland right. is close, closer to the UK. So... So what? Sorry, just to backpedal. Uh, yeah. When during the Brexit vote, um, the North of Ireland was that predominantly Remain or Leave? It was probably it was you know? it was it was Remain. Um, by really? by a bit, yeah. Okay. By by, I think between like seven and ten percent, so quite a bit. But the right. problem is, is that the dominant Unionist Party, the biggest political party in the North, they are very much Leave, and they're the ones right. that are help. They're helping to prop up Theresa May's government, so they do have quite a lot of power, and they're the guys that don't sure. want to see any um, move of the border into the water because that would reduce their links between the UK and Northern Ireland. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, well, like we talked about it after the after the, um, after the the general election, we had to talk about the unionists for a while, which people kind of forget to do every so often. And uh, we mm-hmm. did point out that they campaigned on a, on a camp, on a, in the general election trying to say that they wanted a, an open border between North and South. But I kind of find that a bit suspicious because... Like their whole ethos is to keep the north and south of Ireland separated. So they once once it came to actually talking practically, they immediately scrapped that that policy and definitely I don't think they'd have any problem with seeing a hard border come back between North and South Ireland. Which would be right. pretty shit, I must say. It'd be incredibly shit. On Holy a pra- fuck. On a practical level, like I 
my parents' house is in Donegal, so to get to there yeah. from Dublin, you have to spend about an hour driving through Northern Ireland. So you cross the border on both sides, like when you're on your way to Donegal, and that would increase my journey time probably by about an hour if I had to like stop at checkpoints and talk to explain to someone who's not from my country why I want to move through my country. It just it get it makes me feel angry and annoyed. Yeah, in, in you that- think someone would think of Steve in all of this? I mean, I knew. <laughs> Yeah. But even like, you know, the whole the whole nationalist thing that we that I, you know, it's not a, it's not generally a nice thing. But at the same time, it's kind of, it is kind of annoying when you're like, I know Northern Ireland has their own problems and it's better for people not to try and get involved because very recently these problems were were discussed through violence. So I don't right. I don't want to say anything inflammatory, but it is still annoying to think that because the British people had an election or had a like a vote that was like entirely to do with their own politics that it's going to have like practical consequences on our island. It's just annoying. Yeah. Yeah. It is incredibly so. Incredibly so. Maybe we'll do an episode in the future where we take another comprehensive stab at Brexit and how it's been coming along and maybe we could talk to a few more people about it, bring in some outside perspectives. That could be kind of cool. Yeah, well, we definitely, we have never talked to anyone who thinks that Brexit's a good thing. And and like, I mean, there were 51% of people who did think it was. And I think it's actually turned around Mm -hmm. now that like the majority of UK people want it to happen, even if they didn't vote for it, Mm -hmm. they've accepted it. So it's definitely something that we should talk about. And plus, we definitely need to do an episode on Northern Ireland (laughs) because um, it's a big part of uh, both Irish and UK politics and it gets ignored far too often. So that's something we'll do whenever we get our fingers out. (laughs) That was me getting the finger out. (laughs) <laughs> my my newfound yoga skills can help with this. Uh, okay, so quickly, other practical things that the Brexit guys are talking about is uh, they need to figure out what to do with the Europeans who live in the UK and they need to figure out what to do with the Britons who live in Europe because at the moment they're both mm-hmm. living in each other's countries legally and when Brexit happens, that will no longer be the case. So they need to figure out what to do mm-hmm. there. And the biggest thing, I think, politically for the, for both the Europeans and the British is how much it's going to cost Britain to leave so they call it the divorce fee and basically um, the EU are saying that they owe them like 100 billion um, to pay for the cost of what Brexit is going to be. Sorry, 100 billion? Yeah, just in terms of like the kind of agreements that they signed up to ahead of this and and just like the practicalities of, of, of winding down the infrastructures and all these kind of things. Whoa. Whereas the Britons are saying they, don't, they shouldn't pay a penny at the start, but I think the government has rolled back and they're actually accepting that they are going to pay something. But no matter what they pay, if it's from 50p all the way up to 100 billion, it is going to piss off massively the the like the the hard anti-EU people. And that's going to hurt Theresa May quite strongly. For sure. So that'll be fun to see what happens when that actually goes through. Fun is in quotes. Fun is in quotes. <laughs> well, it, it is always nice to see Theresa May squirm <laughs> and whatever conservative prime minister may be in place at that time because she's hanging on yeah. by, by a thread in power after that ridiculous mm-hmm. election. Uh, yeah, so that's pretty much the news wrapped up. Um, I can't really think of anything else. Uh, I'm sure there's plenty of other stuff, but I think for our purposes, that's, that's loads. We'll make sure to try and work in more news episodes. We've kind of been sitting on our laurels a bit for the past while. Well, no, the problem is, is that we've been recording well in advance of the release date. So we don't really see the point. That's true. We don't really see the point of talking about something that like, is definitely going to be redundant by the next day, let alone by <laughs> the two weeks afterwards when we're releasing the podcast. I mean, yeah, when like 
Fucking Donald Trump goes through uh, staff members quicker than toilet paper. It's kind of hard to keep keep current well, like, on things. When we suggested recording this a couple of days ago, I was like, yeah, sure. And I had my notes. And then when I went to, to look at it again this morning, I was like, oh, shit, Steve, you better include all those Nazis that are having fights in America. That wasn't that <laughs> wasn't something Christ. you had to talk about on Friday, but you have to talk about on Sunday. Yeah. Oh, my God. <sighs> oh my God. Well, but, anyway, now that we're getting all fucking angry in charge, let's move on to our, our, um, our more relaxed segment. What, what I'm keeping us sane. That's there instead of the news ticker bit. Oh, you want the news ticker sound again? That's no problem. No, no, no. Oh, Jesus, no. <laughs> what are you keeping us sane? <laughs> what is, what happened? What, hey, Steve, what's keeping you relaxed? Uh, Steve, what, what's keep, what I'm keeping you saying? You're going to like this quite a lot. Um, you you oh. and a couple of, and Jer and a couple of other our other friends have been uh, pressuring me to say the least by like the highest order of peer pressure to listen to the Adventure mm-hmm. Zone podcast. Yes, have you been listening to it? Yeah, I've flown through it. I've I've actually yes. It's actually really. What do you think of it? <laughs> it's fantastic. It's brilliant. It's Isn't one it of the, best. the best? It is. It is. It's what actually I, I'm. I'm probably less prepared for this this news episode than I would normally be because I've been utterly neglecting all my normal like current affairsy podcasts just to listen to this. Mm-hmm. And I'm up to episode forty nine at the moment. Oh, which uh, it's just at the very end of the time chalice one. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so good, Steve. So yeah. good. You've got 20 more. I've got 20 more. The finale is coming next week. This week coming. Sorry. And it's episode 69. They've made a point of highlighting that. Like the finale of the entire thing forever? No, the finale of of this arc. And then they'll do a whole new... Sorry sorry to to rewind for people who who aren't familiar. This is a podcast, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast from the McElroy brothers who do a whole network of podcasts. They're, They're, you know, big names in the podcasting game. But about two and a half years ago, they started just... Just kind of like for for shits and giggles, they weren't planning on it being a particularly huge endeavor, but they started doing a Dungeons and Dragons podcast, the three brothers and their dad. <laughs> and it's a very loose, like it's more so using D&D as a, stru- a loose structure for improv comedy rather than a really tight, you know, high fantasy Dungeons and Dragons, very strict rule following thing. It's It's really just focusing on storytelling and comedy. And they've been going, yeah, like I said, for two and a half years and it's become like this incredible, it's like, I'm not joking when I say this, people kind of laugh when I say this, but it's, I think I'll need to let, let it sit with me once it's all over and like think back on it for a bit, but it's potentially one of my favorite pieces of media ever created, like in terms of just like a story. Like, I cannot praise it enough how good the storytelling is in it and how goddamn funny the whole thing is. Sorry, I know this is your thing, but I'm, this is like my favorite thing ever and I'm kind of taking it over right now. But I'm so glad you're listening to it. That's amazing. Yeah, I've been flying through it. I mean, the guys are just so endearing. The only annoying thing is that the dad, even after like 50 episodes and I guess two years um, of recording for them, he still doesn't know how to play Dungeons and Dragons at all. <laughs> yeah, but that's part of the charm. <laughs> he's, just, he's so clueless. Yeah, but I, I'll put a link in the show notes because it, like I said, the finale is coming out. The finale of this particular arc is coming out, or this particular campaign is coming out this week, and it's well worth going right back and starting going through. It's it's wonderful as well. And like, so, don't let the if you're if you're not a D and D fan at all, don't let that turn you off. It's like you don't need to know anything. Yeah, they kind of take you through it pretty easily. But it did inspire you guys to want to get into D and D. Basically, yeah. Like we are literally after after we finish recording here, we're going to play our game of D and D, which you are the DM. And I, I never would have thought I'd get into D and D, yeah, like ever. Um, like I, I used to always think it was, 
Um, I, there's a lot of stigma around it, I think. And for a lot of people, I think, because nerd culture is super prevalent now. Like Marvel movies are like the highest grossing movies ever and Star Wars is back and nerd culture is just popular culture at this point. But I feel like D&D is this cutoff point. It's this line in the sand where people can go, I'm nerdy, but you know, I don't play D&D. Like I don't do role playing, you know what I mean? It's like this last final line that certain people don't cross yeah but, but I, th- I think the line has I, moved now and i think D is actually okay and the line and one if you do live action role playing then that's one step too far oh, yeah if you're larping like if you're dressing up <laughs> that's the new line in the sand yeah. but uh yeah I'm, I'm really enjoying our little our little games like you're doing a great job leading the story and it's a hell of a lot of fun um I'm gonna kill you next time. Oh, fuck! Please don't. <laughs> I barely, I barely just got the hand of of how to how to play this goddamn game. Cool. Okay, what's keeping you saying? What's keeping me saying? Uh, I've been watching Ozark on Netflix. Ozark, the Netflix. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, my brother's been telling so me to watch it all this week. Yeah, it it didn't like Netflix. Usually, are pretty good at promoting their shit, but Ozark, it never. People have been talking about how the marketing for it has been nil. Basically, no one's been. No one's seen it promoted anywhere, and it's basically just been word of mouth how people have been um, referred to it. And that's what happened to us. It was word of mouth from a couple of friends. But it's incredible, Steve. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah. We're about five episodes into the 10-episode season, and it's... Are you familiar with the the premise of it? Something about the cartel money laundering or something? Yeah, it's it's very similar to Breaking Bad. Okay. Um, Really, like, Jason Bateman is in it. He's He's the main protagonist or kind of, you know, antagonistic, depending on what way you want to look at it, because it is one of those Breaking Bad-esque stories. Um, but it is, yeah, it's all about money laundering and that kind of thing. I won't give too much away, because it, 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 watch the pilot, it jumps right into it. It's kind of like, you know the way Breaking Bad is like a slow burn, and you see the evolution of this character from yeah, yeah, yeah. normal, straight-cut, white, like, like clean guy, right to corrupt dude this kind of jumps in around like the equivalent of like season three of breaking bad in terms of the character arc it's a bit of a quicker ramp up which is great but it's really good and jason bateman's amazing like considering how i mostly know him from arrested development and some of the more kookier comedy stuff that he's done he's done a it's lot great of, to see him in this he's done quite a lot of serious movies like low-key kind of um i wouldn't call them like indie necessarily but definitely like not like big, ho- big hollywood and he's been playing like a lot of kind of off-kilter kind of characters in those Oh great! Yeah, he's fucking. He's a great actor. Yeah, all, he is. All he, is. he actually he is. directed the first episode of, of ah, Ozark, wow. so he's he's got some cool directing chops. But yeah, that's what I've been watching. It's really good. Looking forward to getting through the rest of it. Um, should we go straight on to shoutouts? Yes. Sweet. So we're trying to do shoutouts a little bit more, just shouting out listeners who have been doing uh, good jobs of you know sharing with their friends or Keeping doing up all that their stuff. Their end of the bargain. <laughs> this is free shit. This is <laughs> as much on you as it is on us. <laughs> I barely get paid anything for this. You get paid? Uh, uh, oh. <clears throat> anyway, listener shout outs. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, we want to give a shout out. That, I, like, I wonder, these, these checks keep coming, and then, like, there's another, there's like an envelope inside it that says, Don't open Steve, send to Richie. I was like, Okay. <laughs> Immediately. I just I just send them because you know I do what anything that comes in the post is telling me to do because that's what you're supposed to. Oh, these yeah. suspicious briefcase shaped packages. <laughs> um, yeah, so shout outs. We want to give a shout out to Shuin Niduin. Uh, hopefully, Shuin Niduin. Hopefully, I'm pronouncing that correctly. Oh god, uh, she wrote, my pronunciation uh, was going to be totally different, so I'm going to leave you on that. <laughs> what was yours going to be? We should maybe split the uprights on this. Uh, mine was going to be uh, Shuin Niduin. Well, one of us is right, or maybe there's like a... a <laughs> maybe neither of us are right. Oh, God. Maybe neither of us are right. 
<laughs> or maybe you take a little bit of both of ours and you can couple it together. Oh, too. this looks so bad after doing an Irish language episode just one week ago. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Peter, if, <laughs> Peter, if you want to tweet into us how you actually pronounce and also, especially after last week when we mispronounced Jemima's name. Yeah, uh, this this segment is great, Richie. <laughs> oh, God damn. Anyway, Shuan, I'm going to continue saying, yeah. uh, wrote an article on RT.ie talking about how, like, five different ways you can up your Gaelic intake. And she mentioned us in the intro about how the What I'm Politics podcast is, she says, insightful, witty, and hugely interesting. Yep. I don't know whether that's down to Peter or whether that's down to the podcast as a whole. We're taking the credit. <laughs> Let's even not though get into that too much. <laughs> she was specifically talking about that Irish language episode, but we're totally assuming that she listened to our whole back, back catalogue and it was all about us. <laughs> the, whole, the whole thing. Don't go too far back. We're pretty shit at the start. Because <laughs> uh, we're not now. <laughs> <laughs> we're, not, we're, we're, we're barely shite now. We're okay. We're learning. We're learning. Uh, yeah, but she she gave a lovely shout out to us in this article. It's a really, really good article and I'll link it in the show notes uh, below. So you, you, you can check that out. If you want to get a shout out in the show, just feel free to tweet or share or reach us on Facebook or email or however. We've been getting some really nice messages and some really nice messages for people giving feedback on like the website and the show in, in yeah. general, which really helps. It really helps us, us improve. Yeah, 100%. Um, mm-hmm. what's your uh, favourite when you were uh, looking up um, sh- uh, our, our, our shoot, listener shoot. in question <laughs> our esteemed listener uh, what was your favourite thing about her oh my favourite thing about shoot uh, 8 foot vertical leap did you know oh wow yeah, yeah. it doesn't really help out much with her jur- journalism career but it's a hit at parties what but, about you what's your favourite thing about shoot did you know that she's the European uh, record holder in the uh, international Mentos bottle rocket launching championships now how does that work Steve well, you know the way if you put a uh, a Mentos into a bottle of Diet Coke, it turns into a rocket. Yeah. Well, like she she competes for Ireland at these competitions where they do that <laughs> to find out who can shoot them the furthest, and she is as the European record. <laughs> and how far is that, Steve? Uh, uh, well, it's European, so it's meters and not feet. So I'd say it's like fifteen meters. No, sorry. Fifteen. That's totally wrong. It's five hundred and twelve. <laughs> there's a lot of holes in this story, Steve. Never. Not at all. And just just so people 500 know, five hundred meters, half a kilometer. It doesn't work with the mint with the non-mint Mentos. Like if you try to use like a strawberry Mentos or something, it's not going to work. Obviously, it has to be a mint one. Right. And it has to be has to it has to be <laughs> Diet Cola. Diet Cola. Right. Yeah, and it has to be co- like Coca-Cola brand. No, 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 no. They're not. They're not paying you enough to to tell us that. Oh, okay. Okay, great. I don't know whether it's like if you use like Pepsi Max, that's like the doping of of that industry. <laughs> oh no, that, that's how they got. That's how they got. That's how they got Apollo Eleven to the moon, Richie. Okay. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Okay, cool. Well, like, thanks again, Shuan. And if you're listening, I want to tweet us with how you actually pronounce your name. That would be very much appreciated. Is is that it? Is that us? Yeah. Well, my uh, beer can is empty, so let's finish. Mine too. Nice. We timed that up well. We timed that up well. Also, I think I was just realizing when I was halfway through this beer, when I was doing the yoga, and they're all like, and now your your spirit is cleansed and your body is blah, 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 (laughs) flowing energy. And I just went straight home and just started loading it full of toxins. And talking about the most horrendously mind-numbing stuff ever as well. (laughs) But how the world is falling apart. Uh, at least we didn't make any so inappropriate jokes that they have to be edited out of this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe not. Uh... <laughs> okay, thanks guys. Well, the Bye. Listener won't know anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. See you there, Steve. Be
Oh, thank you to Supermarket Love for the team music. We haven't thanked him in a long time. Thank you, Hassan. You're only saying that because you're going to have to see him next week. I am. I'm gonna, this is exactly what I was thinking. I'm going to have to see him when I go over to San Francisco. And I haven't thanked him in weeks on this. And he works so hard on the team music. Oh, yeah. Cheers. And I told him I'd thank him every episode. I've been so bad at it. Thanks for the free shit, buddy. Ah. Sucker. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll see you soon, Hassan. Okay, is that when you're going to cut it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's where I'll cut it. <laughs>